Welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we talk about sustainable investing and how your portfolio reflects your values. Do your investments seek accountability from corporations that govern more and more of our society and even the lives we lead? Listen in as we explore the question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego Kyle from Horizons Sustainable Financial Services. Good afternoon, Kim. How are you? I'm great. Happy New Year. Yes, 2021. Yes. We yeah. made it. We did. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that most of the, the audience is probably listening to this in maybe early February, somewhere in there, but this is our first recording. This is the first time Kim and I have gotten together since the, uh, the digit changed on the calendar. And uh, it's yes. very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. It is very exciting. I'm I'm very happy to be in 2021, and I hope everyone is having a great new year. And you too, Eric. I am. I am. It's go, so good to be back with you. And I know that today's podcast, you're really talking about kind of the future. And that's what I'd like to focus on because I really don't want to look, look back. No, we're going to focus on the future and talk about some predictions, something I never do. But these predictions are sustainable investing ESG predictions for 2021 and beyond. All right. Not market, not market predictions, but sustainable investing predictions. Well, this is where I come for this information. You. Yes. Yeah. So you've done the research. You've got your finger on the pulse of things. And uh, I can't wait to learn. Yeah, because... I, I think I've said before, I, I don't make market predictions, mm-hmm. not at all. And, and that's not we're going to be ta- what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. We're going to be talking about impact investing and where it's going. And that's what we'll focus on. All right. So, I like that. Where do we start? Yeah. Well, I want to start with, well, I'm going to touch back a little bit into 2020, 2020. All right. And <laughs> so we will go back to November when the U.S. Social Investment Forum released their 2020 trends report. Mm-hmm. They do this biennial report. The last one was in 2018, of course. So 2020's report found that sustainable invested assets had reached $17.1 trillion. That's with a wow. T. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's great. Because the 2018 report number was $12 trillion. Mm. So that's an increase of 42%. Yeah, that's incredible. That's so exciting to me. Yeah. It's incredibly exciting. That means that one in every three U.S. dollars is under professional management in sustainable impact investments. Mm. I am so thrilled to be talking about that. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, that's huge. And I mean, obviously that, that's a, that's a, that's a check in the wind column, right? I mean, for you yes, specifically and is. for all of us, really. Right. So I started in this business 22 years ago and we were all excited because one in every $12 was invested mm. in sustainable investing. And now it's one in every three U.S. dollars. Yeah. 
it's it's just a thrilling moment for me. So let me ask be, you this. Let, let me yeah. ask you, because now I'm really curious about this. Do you think that, and it's probably both, but do you think it's more that people are aware and they're making conscious decisions? Or do you think it's more that companies are realizing that they need to be sustainable and that's the change that's happened? It's both. Mm. It's both. It's It's a big movement in terms of awareness and corporations realizing they have to make a difference mm-hmm. because one, we're pushing them. And, and two, people are also realizing that if they don't match their money with their values, because I've seen a lot of that in my practice, people coming to me and saying, I, I believe in this and I, I didn't match what I was doing with my investments to my personal values, but I want to do it now. So they're making those moves. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a combination. Yeah, I, I think so. And and this is my personal opinion. First, I want to start this off by saying thank you to you, to Johan and to all your clients, because you guys have been on the forefront of this. You're the ones pushing for it. Uh, but I would hazard a guess that I, I believe that it's more of the companies that are driving that increase because of the fact that they don't want to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to be the and, and we, we may bleep this part out here in a moment, but nobody wants to be the Exxon Mobil that screws up the Gulf, right? Sure. Nobody wants to be that company that, that is doing damage to the planet. And so I think a lot of this has been companies that have said, Ooh, I don't want to be painted in that picture. So we need better make some changes. And that's because of the work that you and your clients have done. I think us as investors, we need to get more educated. And that's why I appreciate the podcast. But I think that message needs to go farther and wider so that more people realize it so we can then add more pressure to more of the companies that have been so stubborn and not changing. I believe that is also very true. The negative publicity is a hard thing for companies to swallow. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about that. But there are many companies who do have a conscience. And whether it's about the planet or about social justice issues, whatever it is that pushes them forward, we are happy to encourage that. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. want to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Part of the trends report is also looking at the specific issues that money managers uh, are, are looking at for their institutional clients. Mm-hmm. And the, the top three focuses that they've, they've come up with for this last two years are climate change issues, specifically carbon emissions, Mm -hmm. sustainable resources, natural resources and agriculture. And of course, this has been a big issue, especially in the last 12 months, diversity, board issues, Mm -hmm. diversity in upper management, those types of things. And they, they are, they're tracking those issues in addition to just the dollars in to assets under professional management. It's important to note on that, we're not counting the dollars under what we would call individual personal management. Mm. So if a, a, someone is managing their own assets in individual stocks, those aren't counted here. Mm, If they're in mutual fund, those are counted because those are professionally managed. But if a person's sitting there at their desk managing their own individual stocks, we can't count that. There's no way we can send a questionnaire to every single person in the United States Mm -hmm. to find out if they're socially screening their own portfolio. Yeah. 
So who knows how much more money is actually being socially screened. Hmm. So I find that interesting. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I want to just note for full disclosure that in December of 2020, again, mentioning 2020 here, mm-hmm. <laughs> one last time, I was elected to the board of the U.S. Social Investment Forum for the first time. Oh, so, well, it's a good thing about 2020. It I, is. It's a good right. thing. All right. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I am, I am very thrilled to, to join this organization and participate in the work that they're doing on policy around social investing and ESG and uh, education, which is mm. the, the two primary things that they do. Nice. Um, just want to mention that. Now, let's move on and talk about what some of our key partners are saying about ESG and social investing in 2021. All so right. we'll move into the current year. I did a lot of research and looked at what many of them were saying. Of course, they're all bombarding us with uh, emails and mm-hmm. topic uh, their current topics of of uh, the day, a uh, couple of them were were pretty forthcoming on on some of the things that they're they're looking at. Impacts Asset Management, previously known as just PAX World Management, is a, a key mutual fund in our our world. They had a really nice commentary on their website, and and they send us emails pretty much every week. But their shorthand version of their their big commentary really is about this and and they're with the new administration coming in and the the vaccine available for COVID-19 they believe that we will be looking at a return to a more normal society what we saw before last March right and while we might think of that as oh great this is going to be be nice right it's not necessarily a good thing in terms of the world and the environment. Hmm. What we saw in, in 2020 was a reduction in carbon emissions, which was great. Mm-hmm. As we return to a more normal way of life, that means the traditional burning of carbon emissions. And it's imperative that we look at going back to fighting our good fight on reduction of carbon. Mm-hmm. We have to get back on the path to a net zero lifestyle. And this is what Impacts is saying, that we can't sit back on our laurels. We have to get back into the fight. Yeah. And this is what's really important. Hmm. So, Yeah, I, I find that interesting. I don't know. Obviously, I did not read the report. Did they have... Uh, much to say about um, business real estate. Business real estate in terms of actual property or properties and the use of property. Yeah. Because I I know that in speaking with a few professionals that I work with, um, there is a huge push for these larger companies not to bring back a lot of their workforce because of the, the ability to work remotely and they'll be able to use a smaller building, Mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of change in that, in that area, investment, real estate property, I should say, um, because of that. Right. And, and so looking at, yes, people are getting back to work, which is a good thing for people that need work and and for the country. And and we've had a lot more businesses. In fact, I don't know if you know this statistic, Mm -hmm. but there were more new businesses opened in 2020 than had been in the last nine to 10 years 
which is really strange, right? Because COVID, a lot of businesses shut down, but a lot of businesses also opened. It'll be interesting to see what that footprint looks like based on the companies that are going to lower their footprint building wise because of remote working. But then these new businesses being added, what does that look like? So I, I don't know. It's just a big mess. <laughs> right. Well, I think there's a shift in the type of businesses mm-hmm. that are that are opening. And what we've seen on a lot of commentary is that working from home is going to be a huge component mm-hmm. of business going forward. Not everyone needs to be in the office. Not everyone needs to be in the office all the time. Mm-hmm. We've found that in our practice and we're currently, I would say, working in shifts in -hmm. the office and not everyone is in every day. Yeah. And, and I think that's going to, to continue going forward. That will help reduce carbon because people will not be commuting Mm -hmm. every single day. That's right. Some people won't go into the office Mm -hmm. maybe ever. Yeah. Except for special meetings. I think we'll also find less travel for conferences. Mm-hmm. So many conferences are going online. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think that's going to help. But people will begin to travel again. Yep. Travel was so limited last year. And and that also saved on, on carbon. But there's a lot of other issues that we're, we're going to have to look for and look look at in terms of reducing carbon and getting to a net zero lifestyle. Those are, those are things we can't just assume have gone away and will stay away. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what impacts asset management is really trying to focus on and, and making sure we stay on top of. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, it will be. And I think that's a big focus. I also looked at a, uh, an interesting article from, Bloomberg Green, and uh, probably didn't even realize there was a publication called Bloomberg Green. (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, but there is. So this was a a year-end article from them at the end of December. They were they were talking about how there is you know there's been a huge growth, of course, in in ESG, our environmental social governance process in the United States, and and this is something I have talked about a lot amongst my colleagues and business partner, you know, with Johan. And, you know, we, we are proud of our growth of ESG in the United States. But when you compare it to Europe, we are really lagging behind. Hmm. And it's, it's staggering the, the difference between what Europe is doing in terms of investing in ESG options and here. It really is, especially in the debt markets. When we talk about bonds and green bonds, Europe is so far ahead of us in every way. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, they're probably four times wow. the the options that we have here. Price Waterhouse Coopers, everybody knows them, right? Mm-hmm. They estimate that Europe accounts for about seventy percent of the global. ESG mutual fund assets. Holy cow. That's a huge number. It is. And then you also have to think about there are Asian mutual funds and U.S. mutual funds. And Europe has about 70% of those. I thought we had a lot of mutual fund options. Yeah. Compared to what 
we had available 22 years ago when I started in this business, it's exploded in the U.S. But Europe has about 70% of them. Hmm. So we are way behind. Way to go, Europe. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Absolutely. (laughs) Come on, us, USA. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And with the recent administration change, we're hoping, remember when we talked about the the Department of Labor Mm -hmm. (laughs) a few podcasts back, but we're hoping with the, the new Biden administration that there will be a swift change to that very depressing Department of Labor issue on 401k plans. And again, with this Biden-led administration, that there will be a bigger focus on sustainable investing and, and, and an increase in available options and how it's being used. For example, there really there's no options in the federal plan. Hmm. At all? So, no, not at all. You think hmm. about all of the federal employees yeah. and the SWIFT savings plan that they have. There's no sustainable options in there. So we're hoping that we'll start seeing more usage of ESG funds and sustainable options in you know, the federal plan and get rid of this Department of Labor issue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's just a, a lot of movement, I think, that will happen with the new Biden-led administration. Here's hoping. Yes. <laughs> so, but I think, you know, even with the Bloomberg article talking about the change in administration and comparing what we have with Europe and and all of those changes happening, we will we will see a lot of movement, it, even increasing. You know, we have a lot of dollars in in the small amount that we have when you compare to to the European countries, but the movement is strong. And that's something that um, I think we're, we're pretty proud of. I perused a lot of comments and emails from all of the part. Well, I won't say all because there's no way I could get through every single one of them. But, you know, we work with a lot of, of uh, folks, you know, Green Century Funds, Trillium Asset Management, Boston Common. Um, these are just some of the bigger names that we work with. Uh, there's just so many. But there, there seems to be... Uh, a common thread with with many of these firms. Moving forward, many of them have some of the same strategies. They're all looking at things about carbon reduction, much much like impacts. They they're going to continue to work on social justice issues, board diversity, things that fit their particular strategies. They're not necessarily looking at anything new, but they want to work, I would say, with more gusto going forward. They're they're Firming up their commitments. As the new administration comes into power, I think they feel more emboldened to continue to move forward. And maybe with a bit of a sigh of relief mm-hmm. that they're going to be backed up with what they want to do going forward. Hmm. They feel like now is the time to really make the move and get stronger with their ESG impact. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think anytime we've talked about this, now is the time. Right. <laughs> In every way, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. But I, I think there's a feeling of it's not so much of a fight, yeah. but it's a time for movement forward. And and I think that's what feels so good. Yeah. And and I I'm 
I'm happy to be a part of that. Uh, I think there's a bit of a relief at the moment. Mm-hmm. Not a time to sit on your laurels, but a time to make movement forward, which I think is great. Yeah, it's It's been kind of interesting too. A couple of our partners have had some really banner years in, well, a, a banner year, I will say in 2020. They feel specifically, I'm not going to mention who they are mm-hmm. because we don't chase performance. They feel that impact strategies specifically are very powerful forces of change. And what they have said is that by being selective in their screening process and getting rid of companies that are doing so much harm to our environment, to our planet, and, and, and really to ourselves, that we harm our personal finances. Hmm. Maybe they're right. Yeah. I don't know. For so long, I have said, we have said, everybody in the industry has said, if you screen out too many companies, it could negatively affect your performance. We've said that. We've been obligated to say that. I will still say that. These particular managers are really now saying the opposite. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're saying that in their emails. It's interesting. I guess we'll see if that's true going forward. I'm not going to take any sides on that ar- argument, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So mm. I don't know. Now, what I know from our listeners is they want to hear what my predictions are. They don't want me to just repeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's why they're tuning saying. in. They're not, yes. they're not here for me. Uh, so <laughs> let's get to it. Come on, Kim. Yeah, <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, no market predictions from me, but I want to give folks a couple of reminders. One, um, you know, the markets are really high. As we record this today, I think the markets are probably going to close at another record high. Um, They're not yet closed, so anything can happen in the Mm -hmm. last few minutes, as we know. I've been saying that for a while. <laughs> you yeah. know, they're high. It's it's ripe for a correction. It's ripe for a recession. I don't know. It's, you know, it's I've been saying that for a while. I feel like a broken record, but it's true. Honestly, <laughs> the Trump administration has not done us any favors. What? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay, sorry. Yeah. You know, Biden, President Biden is facing an uphill battle. There's debt, <laughs> such a big debt. The economy's in shambles. There's huge unemployment, raging COVID-19 numbers, you know, illness, death. It's, it's kind of depressing, right? Mm-hmm. Huge economic consequences from all of these things. Some things we don't even know, and we have to be prepared individually. And I just want to remind people our listeners, that you should talk to your advisor mm-hmm. on how you personally should be set up for your situation. There is a lot that's unknown. And also, markets might still go up. They might fall. And if there's one thing that I know, 
Markets are very unpredictable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so unpredictable. And no one, and I mean no one, can predict the markets. Lots of people like to make guesses and like to tell you they can predict what's going on, but um, they might make some educated guesses or some uneducated guesses, but no one can tell you what's going to happen with the market. Yeah. And, 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 and you've said it before, you just said it a minute ago that yeah. people need to seek professional help. They need to have that conversation. Exactly. And I yes. will just add my two cents. If you walk into an advisor's office and they have a magic eight ball on their desk, walk out. <laughs> because <laughs> it is not a crystal ball. And if they have a crystal ball, walk out too, because it's yes. just nobody knows. And, and this is what I like about having these conversations with you. You even started this off. I've been saying for a while that it we're ripe for a correction. It, we're ripe for a recession. We don't know. If you were trying to sell something to the listener, if you were trying to sell something to somebody, you would you'd sell them positive dream. Oh, this is a great time to get in the market. This is you know you need to be in, and, and you're going to make tons of money. Blah blah blah. That is that is somebody trying to sell you something. Somebody right. trying to educate you is doing exactly what you're doing with this podcast. Again, I uh, you're spot on. Nobody can predict it, and if anybody says they have the inside straight or inside secret. Just be so warned, you know, that you should, you should have a painful feeling in your gut and then just turn around. Yeah. Honestly, I think the magic eight ball might be just as good of a predictor as anything else. Yeah. The coin, the magic <laughs> yeah. eight ball, you know, throwing darts. I mean, any of these things really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the last reminder is jumping in and out of the markets mm -hmm. is a losing game. Absolutely. There are so many studies that show that jumping in and out of the market is not going to help you. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Here are my predictions. I feel like I need a drum roll. I don't, I don't have one. But, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my predictions are, are really about impact investing, sustainable okay. investing, ESG. It's not about the market. Just a reminder. Mm -hmm. But ESG impact investments are literally going to continue to grow by leaps and bounds. It's, it's not a fad. It's not a trend. There isn't a, quote, performance issue here. You don't have to give up return as long as you make good choices or you have an advisor helping you make good choices. Mm -hmm. There are certainly stocks or mutual funds out there that will underperform. That's a given. There always have and there always will be because not everyone can be a winner. Mm -hmm. But this area of investment is just going to continue to grow and get stronger. It's, it's here to stay. Yeah. Yep. The other one and the next one is sustainability reporting by corporations I believe, will become a requirement hmm. in the next five or six years. I hope so. Man, yeah. wouldn't that be nice to have some transparency? Yes. It is a requirement in Europe. And right now, we have a number of companies that are voluntarily doing this. Mm -hmm. Many, many companies are doing this. They're doing some reporting. But it's very spotty, and there's no standards and there's no cooperative effort happening. So I believe that there's going to be a movement to standardize this process. I believe that this will be a requirement by all 
corporations in the very near future in the United States, mm -hmm. much like it is in Europe. That would be nice. Yes. And I, I, I honestly am hoping that it is a, I don't know if this is the way to put it, but a federally mandated, scalable or uh, measurable way to do the reporting, unlike the, like the sell by or best by dates on food. Yes. <laughs> you know, th there's like 47, currently there's like 47 different ways to phrase it. Just tell me, is it, is it bad or is it good? Right. Let's get some really true, a scale that, that the companies have to abide by. So we can know for sure. Is it, are they doing well? Or are they not doing well? The ones that aren't doing well, let's talk to them. Right. <laughs> Let, let's have that conversation. Uh, but right. let's not make it ambiguous. Exactly. And it'll just be a process by which corporations can improve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is, is just going to help companies and society become better. Absolutely. Yeah. The next one is, I strongly believe also that there is going to be a bigger movement to what we call high impact investments. Hmm. And those are the ones that are outside the traditional markets. Some people like to call them the sexy stuff. All right. <laughs> the sexy investments. <laughs> <laughs> and, and these are the things that often have been only available to what we call the high net worth investor. Mm. Those folks okay. who have assets over a million dollars. But most often, the folks who want to invest in those things are the folks who have assets under a million dollars. Mm -hmm. and, and people want to invest in their local communities and small businesses and local farms and those types of things and helping indigenous folks and um, black businesses and these types of things. Mm -hmm. And, and we, want, we want to be able to get those types of investments to the small investor. I think we're going to start seeing the availability of these types of investments to all investors coming yeah. down the road. That would be nice. Yes. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. There's such a big cry for these types of investments for everyone that people, many people are working on ways to get these types of investments into the hands of smaller investors. So I think, I think that's going to, going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I want to say in terms of predictions, and I don't know if this is really a prediction, but I believe that the sustainable investment industry is just going to be investing. It's not going to be <laughs> sustainable investing or impact investing or ESG investing. It's just investing. Mm. Give me your time frame on that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked the hard question. That's my well, job. <laughs> it won't be the end of 2021. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But as all of these things start to come to fruition and the ESG impact process continues to grow and corporations are required to report sustainability processes and standards and that happens and 
everyone can invest in their local community in an easy way, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a process any longer. It'll just be investing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice mm-hmm. if we didn't have to differentiate between the two types. Yeah. Um, and, and getting to that point would be, again, as somebody who has grandchildren, boy, that would be nice. Yeah. I'd like to see something better for them. Me too. And I believe we're moving in that direction. And then there's so many people who are passionate and believe in this and fighting for it. And it's, it's a massively growing industry that it will just be a part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so Kim, if somebody wants to continue this conversation, ask you questions about any of the content that you had in this, in this podcast, including, you know, the, the reports that you, you reviewed, uh, the sexy stuff you talked about. Yeah. <laughs> or or, or j- if they need to know if they're set up properly absolutely. for their situation good review. for the next year or the next five years, I would love to help them. They can reach me in a multitude of ways. They can call the office at 505-982-9661. They can reach myself or my business partner, Johan, by email at info at horizonssfs.com. Fantastic. Kim, Happy New Year. This is good news. Thanks, Eric. Happy New Year to you and to all our listeners. Absolutely. And thank you every one of our listeners for tuning in and listening to the deep impact investing podcast with Kimberly Grego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today for everyone at Horizons sustainable financial services. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing Podcast, the sustainable, responsible, impact investing podcast that shows you how to get your voice heard. It's time to start investing like you give a damn. To ask a question that we can answer on an upcoming podcast, email us at info at horizonssfs.com or join the conversation on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash horizons sustainable financial services or give us a call at 505-982-9661 don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available the companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only you and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you and your situation horizon sustainable financial services is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of New Mexico and other jurisdictions were registered or exempted. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.